I'm Christian, and welcome to the Gemoir Leadership Podcast, a show where we talk about effective collaboration, influence, and leadership in an increasingly complex world. My interview partner is Dr. Dirk Schlimm. Dirk is an international leadership expert and the author of Influencing Powerful People. The purpose of this podcast is to share ideas and stimulate discussion, and it does not constitute professional advice of any kind. If such advice is needed, the services of a competent professional should be sought. The speakers, hosts, and Gemar International Incorporated are not to be held responsible for any use, misuse, or reuse of the content. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Gemoir Leadership Podcast. This is our final episode for the season before we take a summer break. Wow, time really does fly. So we thought approaching this final episode that why don't we take some time just to reflect a bit on the past 19 episodes we had and just discuss some of the highlights. Season two was the first season where we had invited guests and we will come back to them in just a second. But with regard to our regular episodes, Dirk, what were the three most popular episodes? What resonated most with our listeners? Yeah, because uh, the three most popular episodes were conflict at the top of the house. Um, then we asked the questions, are two bosses uh, better than one? And then we had an episode uh, that was entitled Turmoil at Twitter. Those three really seem to be uh, generating a lot of interest. That's interesting, Dirk. That last one's title doesn't surprise me, but it, it is cool to hear. So maybe I'll just ask you, of course, we don't have any concrete information to work with when it comes to this, but why do you think it was these three particular episodes that created the level of interest they received? Yeah, uh, that's 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 a good uh, that's a good question. And so let me start uh, with the uh, conflict management. And this is such uh, an important skill. And and the reason is that our world is getting more complex. There are more issues to consider, uh, political, economic, social, technological, legal, environmental. Just, just think about the uh, uh, AI boom that has unleashed and is promising massive productivity gains, uh, but equally uh, creates worries about mass unemployment, worker surveillance, and, and even uh, taking over, over the world. And, and, and those are difficult issues. And then there's the amount of people involved, the amount of stakeholders is proliferating. Uh, traditionally, as a business, you had to worry about customers, uh, your owners, your workers, or your, your employees, uh, and quite possibly about regulators and, and uh, suppliers, and then keep an eye on competitors. And now uh, businesses and managers have to worry about a whole host of partners, which can include uh, suppliers, but also uh, competitors and not-for-profits and, and even social media uh, influencers that you that you work with and and those uh, companies those people they can help you and they can also uh get you get you into trouble and you have to worry about your creditors banks used to be uh, a rock off solidity at least at at you know at, at some point and and now you know look at at uh, uh silicon valley bank svb or even credit swiss uh running into into trouble so so it's just not what it used to be and and then you have uh interest groups and activists of all kinds who, again, who are savvy at using uh, social media. And again, they can help you, they can hurt you. And and all of these stakeholders put demands on the business that goes beyond making and selling your product. It, it creates tension in the business. And so you have to be good at managing that conflict 
and uh, you have to be good at building as much as you can win-win uh, solutions. So I think conflict management has become an essential skill. Dirk, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for that helpful explanation. I learned a lot just from listening to that. And I think if we were to ever have some merch, I think our, our slogan might be conflict management matters. Just a little slogan slogan there to live by. So Dirk, what, what's next? Yeah, in the number two spot was uh, our episode asking, uh, are two bosses really better uh, than one? And that's that's where we dealt with the, with the matrix, uh, matrix organization. Right, Dirk, I remember that one well. Why do you think that one hit a chord, though? Yeah, I think I think it's really uh, a special instance of our number three placed uh, episode on on conflict management because a matrix organization is really an attempt uh, to deal with that complexity uh, that that we just uh, talked about. And and so on the one hand, uh, if if I'm uh, organizing the company, I have functional aspects like sales, operations, human resources, and finance, and so on. And I want global standards and global strategies in, in managing these areas consistently company-wide. I want, I want one way of doing things. But then I have regional markets, customers, employees who are saying, hey, your global standards, which are often headquarter standards, they, they don't work here. People buy differently here. They want different products. We have different labor laws. We have different cultural norms. So things, things are different. And we don't want people far away at headquarters to, to tell us what uh, what to do. And and so the matrix is an attempt to create the, the best of both worlds, but that's complicated and it requires excellent collaboration, communication, coordination, and yes, conflict management skills mm -hmm. matter. And, and uh, you need to figure out decision-making, resource allocation, trade-offs, cultural alignment, and so on. And you want to build a cohesive team and, and team. And so all of this is to say, it's not, it's not easy. Uh, and a matrix, if it's executed poorly, will create even more problems than it's attempting attempting to solve. Right, Dirk. So it sounds like a classic situation where something looks good on paper, but in reality, it's difficult in practice. Yes, that's right. It's it's easier said than done. That's exactly exactly the point here. Right, and that might be another slogan for another piece of merch. But thank you for that explanation, Dirk. So now, drum roll. What was the top rated episode? Why did that gather so much interest? Yeah, and, and so I should say our, our, our top rated regular episode, because we're coming to the guest episodes in just a moment, but our top rated regular episode uh, was about turmoil at Twitter and Elon Musk's unorthodox, unconventional, right. and sometimes high drama, high drama management uh, style and I really think there should be no surprise that that a figure like Elon Musk, you know, the news a lot, uh, creates uh, this level of uh, attention. And I think it's a safe assumption that Elon Musk and his work will continue uh, to provide both ideas for uh, radical improvement and and also for controversy. Uh, but in the meantime, there is at Twitter now a new CEO, Linda Yaccarino, and so she has taken the helm at Twitter and she has started to communicate her vision for what uh, she calls uh, Twitter 2.0. So let's be sure uh, we're going to check in with her to see to see how things uh, how things are going. Right, Dirk, a number of uh, follow-up episodes being suggested here. So that sounds good. Thank you for those explanations. But as you mentioned, in season two, we expanded our format and we had a number of guests. These episodes were very popular and I think for good reason. Firstly, we had uh, Neil Cause, the 
founder and CEO at Geotab, a world leader in connected transportation. And we also have the eminent governance expert, David Beatty, a director of 40 boards in Canada, the United States, Mexico, Australia, and Europe, and chairman of nine public and two private companies. And lastly, we also had Rick Powers, the academic director of the ICD Rotman Directors Education Program. It looks like these three guests, again, for great reason, were very popular with our listeners. Yes, yes, they were. And yes. and so the discussion was Neil focused on strategy and Neil really uh, drove home the point on the importance of having clarity uh, of where you want to go. Uh, so and how you want to get there so that you do not get driven off course along the way as new opportunities or distractions uh, present present themselves and and you know Neil really uh, talks about as an entrepreneur he sees the world as full of opportunities this is this is uh, uh, where 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 he 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 talked to us and and so it's it's not always easy uh, to know uh, as as Neil talked about what is an opportunity and what may look like an opportunity but it's really a distraction and you can only know which is which uh, if you have a well thought out strategy so so that was. Really, an important point he made there, uh, with David, and truly is you know his vast experience over over really a, a, a lifetime of of a super interesting uh, work in the board world, in the government world, in the teaching world, and and really uh, truly on a truly global scale. And and so with David, we had a fascinating discussion on board uh, dynamics. We talked about what it takes uh, to make a board uh, effective. Uh, and, and really, he stressed the point of being careful with how you spend and allocate your valuable uh, time. He, he had a term for this. He called this the return on director time invested. And, and by the way, I did have a lot of feedback on people really uh, telling me that that term uh, explains it really well. And then David talked about the need to bring uh, the board into the picture um, of the discussion because we have to bridge the information chasm, uh, again, his term, uh, that, it, that that lies between the board and, and the company management in order to allow and enable the board to contribute uh, meaningfully. And then his, his third point really was the role of the board chair uh, to build an effective and value-added added board. So that was our discussion with, with, with David. And then uh, we, you know, really fit well. We, we, we talked with Rick. Uh, about what to expect when joining a board and how to go about securing uh, a board position. And this is a question that comes up a lot. That's a question that I actually uh, get asked by, by people, you know, how do I go about uh, finding and joining a board? And so this is why uh, it was just fantastic to have Rick there. He's a great, uh, great communicator. Uh, and he just had a lot of practical advice on this uh, on this topic. Derek, you're, you're definitely right. Those interviews were amazing. I remember them quite well. I was taking uh, profuse amounts of notes, just writing, writing away. And I can already say that in all these interviews, I've already applied so much of it uh, in my own interviews, both uh, in professional and academic settings, whether it's with boards or, or job interview situations. So very practical, very useful. And I see why 100% those were so popular with our listeners, why we got so much feedback. So I really hope that we uh, have some more interviews in the future. But as I think back on those interviews, Dirk, I think what you and I talked about the most and what made them so exciting and so memorable was that I was actually putting the 
the hot seat a few times there. Yeah, I think that may have been a, a, a bit of an unexpected experience there, yes. but you, you managed you managed it, it, it well. So we were uh, impressed. And again, I, I get a lot of feedback uh, on on your hosting here. It is super uh, appreciated, and and you had to be uh, on your on your toes as the questions from our, our guests came to you completely um, out of the blue. But I, I think there was even a lesson in that. Yes. sense you might have been hey i'm just now in this meeting and i'm just listening there's nothing for me to do and and you have to be prepared for all uh, eventualities right people can go off script which uh, especially david uh, did that a couple of times and and so so this is this is uh, was just good that you were ready there and and i think a fantastic uh, you know lesson learned there um, experientially if you will <laughs> right um, right there but but uh, on that topic, Christian, just want to ask you, what were the highlights of uh, the season for you, and and what what did you what did you take away? Right, Dirk. Th thanks for the question, and I I think it's impossible to go on a bit too much how amazing those interviews were and how memorable those hot seat moments were for me. Definite highlights, and as you said, Dirk, I, I think it's worth again just going on a little bit. Great reminders, very practical lessons to always be prepared to listen well and be ready to to give that answer. So uh, de definitely taking those away as favorite highlight moments. But just thinking back to the season of as a whole, of course, I had them, some time to to think about. It. I was looking through our our episode titles and some of the notes again, and I think two really caught my eye because they were just so memorable and definitely highlights and. I got those titles. My my top two, I think, episodes, as I think back, regular episodes were uh, Drama on the House Floor and Removed from Lutzerat. And to to summarize, in both those episodes, Dirk, you, you shared a fascinating story from, from current events as our launching point. In the former and the, the drama on the House Floor, we talked about Republican representatives in the U.S. struggling to keep order in the ranks in, in order that they might claim the speakership in the House. In the latter episode, removed from Lutzerata, we learned about the surprising conflict between leading climate activists on one side and the co-chair of Germany's Green Party on the other. What I loved about those episodes is how we looked at these big, fascinating, truly headline articles and then found in those stories some really practical principles that we can apply in our situations as we navigate conflicts and how to manage conflicts well. So, Dirk, those were fantastic moments. I think, for example, to grab one point from each, in the first one there, we learned that we should expect conflict from even within our own team sometimes, and that a key to handling those conflicts is managing our emotions appropriately. Additionally, not disagreeing with that, but also adding some more nuance from that other episode, we discussed how effective conflict management might also require us to be assertive at times. We always want to be constructive, but if the situation demands it, sometimes we have to be forceful. Not a bully, but also not a pushover. But Dirk, those were my my two favorite uh, podcasts, regular podcast episodes. But since you gave me the floor here, I, I also want to mention that during the past year, while this season was ongoing, I should mention we also have a blog on our Gemar website. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the description down below. And in fact, reading over some of those articles, I could safely say that some of my favorite Gemoir content is in a written format on that blog. So I encourage our listeners, don't just be listeners here, be readers, check those out in the link. 
But one of those issues that we already mentioned it in this episode, and it's come out throughout our season, is that AI is truly transformative. It's a massive deal. It's game changing. It's leaving an incredible impact, not only on industries, but even personal relationships and and conflicts that we're having. So it just so happens on the Gemoir blog, we had a guest post from a an industry expert giving some jargon-free recaps of the recent AI race. That article was really helpful, really readable, especially for me, someone who's not in the world of tech. And it's definitely something I think is worth highlighting for our listeners now. So Dirk, those were my, my favorite moments from the past season. Yeah, uh, thanks, Christian. And, and to maybe just pick up on that a little bit. So so I thought Leonard's piece um, on, on the AI race came from a very practical perspective also. He's a professional user and engineer uh, who uses uh, AI technology in his daily work, and it's a huge topic. And so it was just a fantastic to get his uh, get his view on it again from uh, from a from a front row seat, um, so to speak. And then and then again those those two stories that 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 you mentioned uh, in both of them actually the drama continues. And 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 so on the one is the drama in the U.S. House uh, continued uh, with debates over the U.S. debt ceiling and the. The people who were in conflict there and then said they had resolved it, they were at it again. And, and so so that 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 drama uh, continues. And and the same thing uh, with the struggles of the uh, the German Green Party. Um, it is difficult to be a climate friendly uh, party in power. You might think, hey, that's great. You're now there. You can uh, affect change. But now you're living the tension between the reality of governing and sometimes having to make uh, compromises to to, uh, to get things done, uh, and and you're still facing the the, the pressure from the single-minded climate activists for, for whom it's 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 never never enough, and and so that that tension actually has flared up even more uh, since since uh, uh, we 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 looked at the the episode over the uh, the mining uh, the closure of uh, or actually the closure of part of the mine, but continuing other parts of the mine and. In Lutzerat. So, so maybe it's something we're going to come back to um, as well. But right now, we're looking forward to uh, a summer break. Christians, any any plans for uh, for the summer? Thanks, Dirk. Uh, I think a lot of people will have picked up already that I'm a, a PhD student, now PhD candidate. And so I think my summer will be spent uh, researching, writing, and uh, getting deep into the topic of my dissertation. So a lot of work on that uh, ahead of me this summer. But also, and this is based on some of the things I mentioned, learning from some of our, our interviews and episodes, I'm, I've am i actually, looks like I've secured an adjunct professor position uh, for the winter semester in the coming year. So preparing to teach, getting my syllabus together and timing and figuring all that out. So looks like a bit of summer, but everyone listening, don't worry, my my summer will be a traditional summer. I'll make some time for some vacation, enjoying the outdoors and and having a good time in the garden. Some people know that's a highlight for me. So, so Derek, it's a lot of school, a lot of work, but also a lot of sun. How about yourself? Yeah, Krishna, I look forward to things slowing down a, a little bit uh, over uh, over the summer. I still have a bit of uh, business uh, travel, actually. Of course. Um, 
coming com coming up, but but also uh, looking forward to a, a summer vacation in, in Europe. Uh, we'll be on a Rhine cruise from uh, uh, Amsterdam to Basel, going going up the the River Rhine. So really looking uh, looking forward to, uh, looking forward for that. And, and maybe there's some stories stories to pick up there uh, along along the way. Wonderful, Dirk. Thanks for sharing that. Hoping you have a, a wonderful time uh, exploring the Rhine and those business travels go well. But everyone listening, thank you so much. That is a wrap for season two. Uh, it's been an exciting season. A lot of topics, a lot of guests, uh, just a lot of good information. And throughout the season, a lot of good feedback, a lot of good comments from you all. So everyone listening, I want to take a moment just to thank you for being a part of the Jamar Leadership Podcast by listening, by commenting by sharing by discussing uh, the content here you are what makes this podcast a podcast you're what makes this show a show so we really appreciate you and as we already highlighted while we're taking a break for the season now we do have so much more planned in the future we have a lot of follow-up episodes to to come up on ranging from twitter but Dirk I also think uh, I, as we were talking that Nordstrom episode it's interesting in real time seeing those stores close down that's another uh, show we had so Maybe some follow-up there with our various episodes, the various companies we discussed. But also, I hope, Dirk, some more guests in the future. I know we're working on that. So a lot of exciting stuff coming up in Season 3, which will be back after our summer break. But everyone, that's it. I hope if you're listening to this that you have a wonderful summer yourself, whether it's working or relaxing or ideally a bit of both, that you have a good time. Feel free to talk more about the podcast. Let us know what you would like to see in season three. And we would love to provide that for you here on the Jamar Leadership Podcast. We will see you back in a number of weeks.